Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the show, special show on the Square Ball Podcast today. Dan with you, with Michael and a special guest from Andy's Man Club, Andrew Greenway. Are you the Andy? I'm not the Andy, no. It's remarkable how often I do get that though. Many of you will be aware Andy, unfortunately, was a young man who took his own life coming up towards, well, just over six years ago. Um, Andy's Man Club is named in his honour. Andy was a young man that, at 23 years old, just appeared that, you know, he was enjoying his football, enjoying his weekends out with his friends. And one day without any sign signal warning, he took his own life. Um, I never knew that. I said I didn't know the backstory. Tell us about it as an organisation, because I don't really know much about it, but it is one of the charities that we're raising money for on the Gary Speed sponsored walk that's coming up at the back end of May. So that's how it came about then. But was it a group of friends who kind of got together and... It was Elaine Roberts and Luke Ambler. Uh, Luke Ambler, the former Leeds Rhinos prop, some of you might be... Uh familiar with Luke, um, who are Andy's mum and brother-in-law. They were of the opinion that if Andy had had somewhere to go to talk about his issues rather than to take the steps that he had done, you know, we, we're fellas, we know all too well the stigma that exists around men talking about their feelings and the problems and their issues and one thing and another and how difficult that can be to do. They were of the opinion that if he'd have had somewhere to go and talk, it's like that he'd still be here. So that's what they set about to try and achieve. Andy's Mad Club's quite unique in how we work in that we now have over 100 clubs across the UK. It started from one in Halifax that had nine guys walk through the doors on the first night to now having 100 nationwide with nearly 2,000 guys walking through the doors. It's really easy to get along to go to those as well. We try to strip back all the bullshit, all the red tape, all the, you know, we, we just try to make it really easy for guys to get through those doors and talk. So there's no referral, no registration, no signing in, no cost, and you don't even have to speak. So you just walk through the door, sit down. Yep. And that's it. Simple as that. And you work for, for them now, but you were initially, your first contact with them was one of those guys just walking in. It was, yeah. Yeah. Bloke of, I think at the time I was about 32, 33, had gone through life believing, you know, the stereotypes. I was, you know, the strong, silent type and the stiff upper lip and all that was the way to go about it. Following the examples that every other bloke, I I suppose, was showing to me. A couple of situations occurred in my life that I just bottled up and didn't speak about at all. Things like losing my dad, things like, you know, myself, my wife had lost a child in pregnancy, things that I just literally 100% spoke to somebody about once and then just put in a bag and and I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that when, you know, the time comes right. And it started to all get on top of me. So I decided to, you know, well, the first instance came from a a walk and a talk with my brother. You know, my brother, two sort of fellas of of not two at a similar age who have followed that example for life. We normally find ourselves talking by text every single day. 
And we normally talk about beer, women, football and music. You know, we don't talk about feelings or emotions or any of those sort of things, or we didn't do until one day we went out for a walk and I'd, you know, laid bare a couple of things to him on that day. He'd laid bare a couple of things to me. And as a result of that, I thought, right, well, that's it. I'm sorted. I've talked about it now. I don't have to carry on talking about it. He's dealt with, that's the that's the. Yeah, point. exactly. Yeah. It's okay to talk, but you only have to do it once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and was of the opinion that, you know, that right, that's me sorted. I can, again, put it to one side and crack on with life. Until again, a couple of months later, it came to the fore again, probably even worse than it had previously. Um, so I decided to walk through the doors of Andy's Man Club. What, what what was it that kind of made you aware of it at that time, a couple of months down the line? Was it just the sense that something wasn't right or...? It was the sense that something was right. It was the sense of him talking to me again and saying, come on, crack on, you know, you need to go and do something. You need to go and talk to somebody. I'd become aware of Andy's Man Club through, again, I'm a rugby league fan, so Luke being a rugby league player at the time, I thought, well, do you know what, if that big, however, 18 stone prop, I'm probably doing a bit of service there, sorry, Luke. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if this big rugby playing fella can talk about his thoughts and his feelings, then surely I can. And it just sort of normalised it for me a little bit and sort of thought, well, can't be as daunting as I'm thinking it's going to be. I've already spoke to our kid when we are out for a wander. Surely it's, you know, it's not going to be. <laughs> so you had like, you had an awareness that something didn't feel quite right and you probably needed to do something about it. But in your mind, there were hurdles there. You thought, I, I can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's too big a hurdle to overcome. Even when I was walking through the doors of Andy's Man Club the first night, I was walking through the doors going, you talk and join in and see what, see how it works, but don't tell anybody why you're here. You know, still, even though that I knew that what, you know, it was being portrayed as you, you don't, there's no judgment, there's no, you know, what's said in there stays in there. I'm walking in there thinking there's going to be lads that know each other, that sort of nudging each other, going, fucking get a load of this mm. here. And as soon as I walked through the doors and started to see the session as it worked, showed to me that actually it doesn't work like that. And you can talk and you can be free and you can be open. And that one night, you know, I was one of the fortunate guys that as soon as I walked through that door, talked, opened up, it actually changed my life from that moment on. And I went from being that fellow that thought that carrying all this baggage around me was the way to, to deal with it, to actually thinking, no, actually, do you know what? I'm going to talk because that has done me some good and what, it makes why, me feel amazing. What was it that, that made you think, actually, I feel I feel comfortable in this environment? Because what we're trying to obviously get to anybody who's watching yeah. or listening to this is that if you're like that, you're thinking, oh, something's not quite right. Or even if I just fancy chatting to some other blokes, you know, and want to find a, you know, want to say safe space is kind of stigmatised as a, as, a, as a saying these days, isn't it? But just a, a space where I can just go in and feel comfortable and chat to some people a bit like me. It was a lot of it was the session structure because the way that the session runs is that there's five questions you can talk on that you can answer the questions if you want or not do what you want. There's no signing in, so I didn't have to tell anybody or you know sort of let everybody know I was going. It was just a case of right, go along, see what crack is. And from seeing other guys talk about what was going on in their life, you know that the first three questions, the first one's always how's your week been. When I was asked that, I talked out my ass. I said oh, I've had a great week, not a problem, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. How often do we do it? You know, you walk down a corridor so, yeah. so many times a day, go, I mate, you're all right. Don't even stay to listen to what the guy said to you. Yeah. And that was as I treated that question that night. Question number two is what's been one positive from your week? Again, I think I fished for something, made some up. So oh, yeah, the, the, well, back in them days, Leeds probably hadn't won, but I'd probably sort of go, oh, you know, Leeds, yeah. Leeds get 11 players on the pitch or, you know, some, something along those lines and just made this, you know, random little positive of my week. But while all this is going on, I'm seeing other guys that are actually genuinely talking and actually genuinely sharing some of the th- some of the shit that's going on in their lives, and not just that, physically seeing them grow. So they've, they've walked in the room, and I know it sounds contrived, but it's not that you see these guys with the weight of the world on the shoulders, and you can literally see them sort of hunched in the chair. So sort of, to actually, when they speak, you can see the shoulders go back a little bit, and they start to relax a little bit. You start to think to yourself, well, if he can talk about it, I can. And that first night, there was one bloke in the room, and he was sat off to my left somewhere, and the stuff that he talked about really resonated with me, and I started to think to myself, well, do you know what? 
if he can talk about that, which is far beyond what I'm dealing with, I can talk about what I'm dealing with because it's just a culmination of things and it's just things starting to get on top of me. It was then hammered home as well by the reaction that every guy was given. Not one of them was judged, not one of them was ridiculed, not one was told to man the fuck up and all that sort of you know nonsense that as a bloke you assume is going to happen. Mm. Every single one of them was listened to and supported and accepted. And it just sort of, I'd, by that third question I got and I just went, right, boom, and started to speak. And then question four and five change every single week. So some weeks it can be about, you know, setting yourself a focus or a target. Other weeks it's about looking at a particular positive in life. Other weeks it's stuff like do your best impression. And I love that one because it's always my Chewbacca impression because I never need an excuse to do my Chewbacca impression. Go on then. It's good. It's good. It's it good. good, yeah. I can't believe I've just managed to get my Chewbacca impression <laughs> into the square ball. That's lovely. <laughs> That's good. So who goes to these sort of meetings then? Who are the, the fellas that you see? Is, 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 it, is it is big guys, little guys, fat, thin, tall, white, black? You know, what, what do you get there? Yes. Everyone. Everyone. It, it, literally every single, you know, we're open to any man aged 18 or over. I know the oldest fellow that comes to Andy's Man Club, because we don't, don't take any details of anybody, obviously, but one of the oldest guys that I know that goes is 93. And he's just like, and he's got mates that are like 20, 30 year old that are sort of like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, he's here now. And it's just like, do you know what I mean? If, if that's the reason why he comes through the door, because you've got nobody else. Brilliant. You know, and, and they literally talk about every single problem. You know, there's fellas in there who haven't maybe seen anybody from Monday to Monday. And, you know, they come because they've got that camaraderie, they've got that sort of sense of belonging, they've got that sense of, you know, brotherhood almost to guys that are really literally last step on the road before that's the option that they're taking to take their own lives and it, it it's just like I said to bring that amount of fellas together talking that openly and freely it's, it's staggering to see to be fair from speaking openly in those meetings how long did it take assuming as to translate that into I guess like your normal life if you know what I mean like do you, do you start feeling like because you've done it in there you can then start to be a bit more open and honest with people it becomes easier don't get me wrong, you know, I'm five years down the line now and there's still occasions where I sort of still bottle something up. I still, you know, but I know that I've got a Monday coming up to actually, right, okay, I've bottled, I've not told the missus about exactly what's happened or whatever it might be, but I'll articulate it in my mind and get it out Monday. So I know that I've always got an opportunity further down the line, even if that situation or that moment in time isn't right to talk about that that particular thing because I've not, you know, maybe not got it square in my own mind or whatever. I know that come Monday, I've got an opportunity to to get that out and get that dealt with. And what took you then from being the person speaking in the meeting to, to working there? How, how did that take place? First of all, I became a volunteer. Um, so I started to facilitate one of the sessions and I actually opened the club that started in Oldham. I was working in Oldham at the time. Halifax was a bit of a ball to get to from Oldham because obviously the M62 is a car park. So I thought to myself, well, I need to open one up. So I, I did that and that, that club went from having, I think we had 12 guys walk through the doors on the first night and the night that I left, we actually had 38 guys walk through the doors of it. You know, to see it come from, I think it was 18 months, the period of time that I volunteered in that club, to see the attitudes of fellas in a, you know, again, a, a rough and ready northern town like Oldham. If fellas are able to come and speak about what's going on in their lives in a place like that, you know, and a lot of the places we have Andy's Man Clubs are like that. You know, they are the sort of rough and ready towns that you're maybe not expecting the guys to be able to so, be so open about their issues. And the opportunity then arose for me to be employed by Andy's Man Club. I applied for it. Um, and now again, we're nearly four years down the line and here I am. What what sort of a gap do you think it fills then in these towns in the lives of the men who go there? Again, we could get down quite a lot of uh, you know rocky roads on that one. One of the things that we don't talk about in Andy's Man Club is politics. You know, again, we could we could find ourselves down a political avenue on that one. I think which I'll I'll quite quickly deviate away from. It can be anything. So it can be literally that these guys, like I said previously, he's not seen anybody from Monday to Monday, but he knows he's going to walk through that doors and see some mates. 
It could be that those guys that are in rooms full of people that are the life and soul of every party that just feel so alone, that as soon as they walk in there because they know somebody else is there that they relate to, they feel welcomed and they feel part of something. As I say, the guys that walk through the doors of an Andy's Band Club talk about every single type of problem you could ever imagine a fella having from what you might perceive to be a small, tiny problem to the weight of the world. And we're social creatures, aren't we, as well? Like, let's not forget, I mean, we, so many of us go through like our teens and our 20s hanging out with your mates. You might be boozing, you know, multiple nights a week, going out to clubs on a weekend, and that sort of falls away, doesn't it, as you get settled mm. into life. So there's kind of, there's a there's a really obvious social aspect there, isn't there? Like, it, it, that just having a bit of male company, which, you know, you know what it's like. You've, I mean, you've got kids, I've got kids. I mean, you get home and often you just want to stare at a wall or stare at a telly because it's been a busy day. You might have been at work or whatever, and you've dealt with the kids, they've gone to bed. So right, okay, I'm just going to sit here now. But then you're also sort of cutting that element of male company out of your life often, aren't you? Because it's um, it's hard work, isn't it? It's day-to-day life. Yeah, th- those opportunities as well, they don't just happen on a Monday night. So they, they manifest themselves into things like the walk that you guys are doing. So, you know, the charity events that Andy's Man Club hold that we get guys along to come and join in with or, you know, our Leeds Club, for example, our Leeds Andy's Man Club, I know on a Thursday night they meet at Starbucks on Kirksville Road and things like that and just these opportunities to actually get together with fellas you know there's five-a-side football matches going on there's all sorts of things that happen really organically that give those guys massive opportunities to go and do more and more like that you know those social aspects of things that that just fill the lives I think it's one of the things that is a when you're at school you've got for most people anyway you almost have like a ready-made group of group of friends don't you and then as you get older you might it's just of like the nature of your job or whatever or you might just not actually see that many people anymore and I guess it is it's is one of those aspects you think it'd be quite nice to have some mates mm-hmm. <laughs> like just someone to hang around with if you've not got any focus like if you don't already have someone you play five a side with or you don't have mates you go to football with or whatever just having I guess uh, you know a, some new people to see is I guess one of the nice things 100% and you know the, the relationships that develop like I said I know the lads that have they've met in an Andy's Man Club and they've been best man at each other's wedding and you know the, the bonds that, that come from the back of that is massive do you know what? A lot of it, I think, is probably rooted in like in, in vulnerability because all of us at some point have, we've probably been upset or angry or, or cried or broke down. At some point in our lives, we've all done it. Even the most, you know, walled off bloke, ultimately, it's there, isn't it? Yeah. Something will happen in your life to trigger that, that sort of a response. And don't you always feel better after you've made yourself vulnerable? You know, like whether it is to your partner or your best mate or even a stranger, mm. you 100%. always feel so much better, don't you? 100%. And a lot of the things that the guys that walk through the doors of our club say is that they find it so much easier to do it with a stranger because they know that they're not going to get judged. They know that the next time they go down to the pub, some lad's not going to turn around and go, yeah, you fucking cry your heart out tonight. Or they're not going to get that. They're just going to get, how are you this week, mm. pal? You know, you look like you really struggled last week. Everything all right? You know, Because the, found, the foundation of your relationship is being vulnerable with each other, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I think when it comes to speaking to family or, or as well, like you might think, well, I don't really want to burden my mum with this. If my mum thinks I'm unhappy... Like, I don't I don't want her worrying, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And whereas this is a situation where you can be like, look, we're all there for a reason, so it's fine to, to exactly. just share it. It's funny that, because when I, I ended up in therapy, as I ended up in the sense that I referred myself for therapy like a couple of years ago, and that was when, yes, it would have been when Leeds were getting promoted. And speaking to it about it to a stranger then allowed me to go away and speak to the people around me and just say, listen, this has been fucked. It's accumulated over a number of years. I reached a point where I couldn't continue on that path. I needed to do something about it. Having spoken to the therapist, I now can tell you all. And I I reached out to all my mates afterwards because I felt able to talk about it. It makes that secondary conversation so much easier as well, though, doesn't it? Because you've already, you know, done that thing where you've sort of stumbled over your your, your words when you're talking to the the counsellor or the therapist or whoever it might be because you're sort of thinking, well, how do I say this and how do I say that? 
So that when you do actually go to talk to your mates, you can say, right, listen, this is what's happening. This is what I've been through. This is why I am doing what I'm doing. This is, you know. I did all that, yeah. Makes that secondary conversation just so much easier. The thing I found as well with doing something like that is the amount of mates that as soon as I put myself out to do something like that, the amount of mates of mine that were ringing me and saying, I'm going for a quick pint. I'm not feeling fantastic. I yep. just need somebody to talk to. And knowing that they, they had somebody in their life that were open to having those sort of conversations, that's the impact of Andy's Man Club as well. It's not just the guys that walk through the doors on a Monday night. It's people that know, well, I know that he goes to Andy's Man Club, so he's open to having a conversation about how he's feeling. I know I can talk to him. Yeah. And it's, it, the, the impact of it is so wide ranging. And it's just breaking down all those walls, isn't it? Because fucking hell, we're idiots, aren't we? You know, sometimes <laughs> as, as creatures, man, you know, and I look, I look back on my own accumulation of, of sort of stress and stuff like that. And for me, it was, I was working away and I was driving four hours to and from Newcastle every day. And I realised I was I ended up feeling like profoundly lonely and sad, basically, because I was commuting so much mm. and spent so much time on my own and unpacking all that and being able to talk about it and just reach out to my mates was it was such a game changer for me. So it's I, I, when I said what sort of a gap does it fill? What what is it there for? It, it makes total sense to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that point. In as much as the impact, the, the people that we get, cause obviously working in the office, the people that we get getting in touch now, just saying things like, "You've given me my husband back." My kids have still got a dad because he came through the doors of your club. It's not just the blokes that walk through the door. It's these missus, it's his mum, it's his dad, it's all these people that have been positively impacted. And it doesn't necessarily have to get to that sort of stage. It can just be like, actually, finally he's talking. He's, he's back to, you know, he's not just turning into Incredible Hulk every time he walks through the door because he's, you know, the only way that he can manifest any sort of feeling or emotion is anger. That's what I got like. I wasn't like angry, but I was just I was just shit to be around all the time. Exactly. But, but I think that's a thing for blokes though, because blokes feel comfortable displaying anger because it's quite socially acceptable for blokes mm. to be angry. Whereas, you know, once you've actually opened yourself up to show that actually, yeah, do you know what? You stop being that angry twat. Um, <laughs> not calling you a twat, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, the, the, the impact of it is massive. Where does it fit in in terms of like if someone... I guess some people have had not a single chat with a a mate, a GP, a counsellor, and this is the first thing they do. Like, is it, is it something that a GP would actually say would kind of recommend? Is it is it is it now part of that mix? Yeah, very much so. We get guys that have come to us and sort of said that you know it might be that you know without going down that political slant again that there's waiting lists or there's you know various issues with accessing support. In the meantime, there's these guys here. Go and have a word with these. Or you know, we again we get doctors that sort of say maybe you're not ready for that go and try these guys, you know, that can be the, the first step on the ladder to go in and getting that sort of support as well. Because we that, that sort of stuff can be daunting as well, can't it? Like Massively. Like, and I remember when I did refer myself for therapy, I didn't really know what else to do at that time. So if I'd have known, like at that time, that Andy's Man Club was there, I probably would have gone mm-hmm. along and done it myself. But it felt like such a huge hurdle. But once I'd done it and I'd spoken to him and, and it was just so easy. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't I do this ages ago? And and if it if it kind of helps to smooth the path towards just getting any sort of help, even if that help is just the, the company of other blokes who've been through a similar thing to you, just do it. Definitely. That's my advice to any man. Just just give it a go. And the other side of it is, it's two hours on a Monday night. If you go down and it's not for you, what have you lost? Yeah. But you've potentially gained so much. And the focus of it, it doesn't sound like the focus of it is like you're going to go in and someone's going to say, well, you need to do this, this and this. Quite which, the opposite. Which I think is what, it's a kind of a, an understandable reaction a lot of people have if someone says, oh, I've got, this problem, someone will go, well, why don't you just do... Because we fix things, don't we? Exactly, because you want to you want to set about, and it comes from a good place, but you want to set about fixing it, don't you? If, if like a mate or a family member or something has got something, a problem, but it sounds like this is more just like a bit of un- unloading as much as anything. 100%. You, you'll get guys that are sort of turn around and say, well, yeah, do you know what? I've been there. I've had that happen mm. in my life. I, I tried this. It might work for you, it might not. 
But at no point does anybody turn around and say, what you need to do is you need to go to the Again, we're not there to give advice because mm. we're not professionals. You know, we can't offer any sort of direct advice. We can just sort of turn around and go, this worked for me. I can point you in their direction if you want me to. It's up to you. Take it or leave it. But again, the, the, the shared experiences that happen within those rooms. I've seen guys walk through that door talking about things that have happened decades ago that they've been carrying around with them for so long. And the guy sat next to him will go, don't worry, mate. Six weeks ago, I was talking about exactly the same thing that you're talking about there. And for that bloke to just sort of turn around and go, shit. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Is, mm. is there any cost then? If you want to go along to a session, no, not, so no not cost. a penny. So you don't have to identify yourself. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. It's not a penny's cost. Nope. Just get it done. Free brews as well. Teas and coffees are free. There's normally biscuits. If some blokes misses his is a baker, then you'll end up with <laughs> um, cakes and things like that. Quite often we get support from organisations, you know, I mean, Asda sorted us out and they'd look after us with tea and biscuits and things like that and Wagamama and things like that took some food up to one of our clubs this week and things like that. So, you know, quite often you get a little bit of a, a bonus as well that you weren't expecting because you get a, your tea sorted. If anyone's, <laughs> if anyone's kind of on the verge of wanting to go, but maybe they think, like my problems are not bad enough to warrant this, if you know what I mean, because you, you've said you get all sorts of you know, the people dealing with like maybe serious bereavement type stuff. But then if you're thinking, well, I just feel a bit fucking down. Like I don't, it's not. I don't want to. I don't want to put myself on a level with these people, if you know what I mean. I would say as well, just on that, that my experience with depression and anxiety, it's really pernicious because it damages your self esteem as well. So you automatically rate your problem as not as important as everybody else's when actually. When you get through it, you go, actually, that was important because I've kind of fixed myself now mm. or I'm trying to, you know, improve myself or whatever. So, yeah, it totally. They go hand in hand, don't they? Well, not just that. I think if it's bothering you to the point where you're actually thinking, well, you know, maybe my problem's not as bad as theirs. Do what I did. Because like I said, the, the, the whole reason that I ended up speaking in that session was because some blokes were 10 times, some blokes' problems were 10 times worse than mine were. I thought to myself, if he can talk about that, surely I could talk about mine. Mm. So, you know, if it's, if it's bothering you, it doesn't matter to what degree you feel it's bothering you. Go and talk about it. Go give it a go. And it's like I said before, it's two hours out of a Monday night. You're not going to lose out. I think it brings it back to Gary Speed in some ways, doesn't it? Because you looked at his life and you thought, bloody hell, it's perfect. Like, successful, ridiculously good looking. As just He basically had, on, the, on paper, nothing go wrong, had he? Like, his whole life looked perfect. Yeah. Extremely successful footballer, straight into management, doing really well. International management as yeah, well. Yeah, so... Looked on like on the face of it, really nice, stable family and everything. You just think like, what was wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I think that's, I think that's why it hit a lot of people. Did Gary because he seemed like he would be almost the last person you would expect it of. That's lovely. So I mean, that was my first footballing hero. I had the yellow and blue Thistle Hotel shirt, Speed Eleven on back of it. I used to pester my dad to wear Asics football boots because that's what Gary Speed wore, and I can still remember exactly now where I was when Talksport told me that Gary Speed had died. I was on Manchester Road in Leeds, in Huddersfield, heading towards town. And I was like, what? What's going on? And then when you found out that it was by his own hand. Yeah. And, and I think that goes to show, though, that if it can happen to him, it can happen to literally anybody. I think that it really it resonated with me that when I had my own, my own problems and the 10th anniversary came around, I was about the same age as Gary Spade, I think within 12 months. Mm. I thought, fucking hell, that's it's a real wake-up call for how you've got to you just got to maintain yourself, haven't you? And that's what I think that's one of those things is like, even though getting help or sharing your problems or speaking can feel like a massive hurdle, once you've done it and overcome it, it just becomes part of you. It can become part of your routine all the time, talking to your mates, even if it's just a WhatsApp to your pals, yeah. you know, just that that self-care and that care within your group. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that did quite a lot to actually bring the, the subject of suicide back out into 
areas like sport and football where it was either a ridiculable, you know, thing about, you know, the, the odd joke about lad taking him to life or whatever it might be, or, you know, it just wasn't acceptable to talk about. Then when it happened to somebody that was universally respected throughout the game, you know, even scum fans like Gary Speed, it's like I said, if that can happen to anybody, it, it, you know, if it can happen to him, it can happen to literally anybody. And yeah, like I said, absolutely devastating that, that it happened to him because he just seemed to be, as you said, just riding the crest of a wave almost. So the charity walk that we are doing, really, really pleased to support you and we're supporting the Samaritans as well. Two amazing causes. What will Andy's Man Club as an organisation get out of people donating then? We'll get, well, we're hoping to get two things. The first thing that we'll get is we'll get, like you said, funds to be able to maintain the clubs that we already have running and to be able to open new ones to reach out to new guys. The other thing that we hope to get is awareness. So more and more guys become aware of Andy's Man Club. It's like you said, when you were struggling, you didn't know about us. Our hope is that we become something of a household name so that people do know us, similar to the Samaritans. Phenomenal organisation. The whole reason, or one of the reasons that Andy's Man Club runs the way that we do is because we didn't want to recreate what the Samaritans are already doing because they do phenomenal work and, and we, we, we link in with them so heavily as well. We want more blokes to become aware of what we do in the hope that more blokes, when they are struggling, just feel normal to go and ask, all right, okay, we'll go and talk to somebody about it. And they just know, right, okay, well, not only am I going to talk to somebody about it, I know where I can go to do so. And they can come through the doors of one of our clubs. And where have you got clubs then across like Yorkshire? Because something people are going to watch this from uh, and listen to this from across the country. How but, long have you got? Well, uh, <laughs> just, just give us a rough idea that regions, how many have you got? Uh, West Yorkshire, obviously, with the starting in Halifax, we're quite well furnished throughout West Yorkshire and all the way out towards the East Coast. Um, as, you know, far up as Scarborough, we then go Middlesbrough, Newcastle, etc. We then go over onto the, the dark side of the hill, if you like. We do have a club in Manchester. Mordor. Um, Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, you know, Oldham, Rochdale, Bury, Blackburn, Bolton, not Bolton. Um, I, I, I won't say where we've got one because they're playing tonight. Right, okay. we don't want to mention that name. We're, yeah, we're recording on the um, night of, of that game, yes, the Thursday game. So, yeah, all the way out to Liverpool, Wrexham in North Wales, because again, not too far away from where you start in the walk. Yeah. We literally try and cover every corner of the, the country, really. And hopefully cover more. And it's just, just going back to what you said before about when you list in those locations, that's a lot of what you might typically class as working class towns. Yeah, it? definitely. So I, I totally see it because you, you think like, you know, therapy as a concept, is it's, it almost seems alien to us, doesn't it? It's like it's almost American. It's kind of, it you know, I've got quite, some therapist it, and quite, it's middle class. I was going to say it's quite a middle class thing is, is going to speak to my therapist. Yeah, yeah. Going, to, going to get therapy. And also, if obviously there are ways into it via the NHS, but if you're doing it privately, very expensive as well. Yeah. Whereas this is, you know, turn up and have a free biscuit. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. And if you get lucky, then some blokes, Mrs. has built a Victor, uh, baked a Victoria sponge. Which is, a, it's a hell of a good entry point, isn't it? Is that, <laughs> just come on, have a chat, have a biscuit, have a cuppa, and give us a couple of, a couple of hours, even if you just sit there. Talk it, if you want to do it, if you don't. Yeah. It's interesting finding that that need for it is there in, in these towns, I think, because it's, as you said, it's traditional... Working, Chin up, chest out. Working class towns, like you just crack on with it and yeah. you, you just get through it. But actually when it's there, more and more people think... Mm, and, you, and you can actually. see in, yeah, in, the, in the political landscape, and we don't need to get into the politics of any of it, but the political landscape indicates a country that's quite frustrated and angry. There's a lot of that simmering there, isn't yeah. there? And as people struggle financially, that can have a knock-on effect into other areas of their lives. 100%. And again, just as long as they know that there's something there that doesn't cost them anything, doesn't yeah. stand them at anything. You know, again, come through... If you run out of tea bags. Come and have a brew in Andy's Man Club. Been before, all oh, right, yeah, no, I can go down and brew for, have a brew down there. But you'll get listened to and you'll get accepted and, you know, those issues that you are having, however they've been manifested, come and talk to, to, and talk about them. I mean, it means you don't have to listen to Gary Neville on Monday Night Football as well. Certainly does. <laughs> Certainly does. <laughs> well, lovely that you came along to join us and just explain about what you do because I didn't know. I 
I didn't really know much much about it. I know what you did as an organisation, but I didn't know the sessions functioned or anything like that. So it's been a real eye opener for me. So thank you. Are, are you Andrew or are you Andy? Are you trying to separate the two out now well, with the? With I'm the quite name? comfortable with Andy, but we've always yeah. gone with Andrew on official <laughs> lines just to try and take away the the issue that you had at the start where people turn around and go, so you're the Andy. So Andrew Greenway, your job is project development champion. That's um, so your job is now to keep this rolling and get it into more places. 100%. And the message is, come along, number one. Yep. And number two, chuck us a few quid. Um, if when we're doing the walk, we're yep. doing it for all these good reasons, all the stuff we've been talking about. And if it helps more blokes to open up and just have a chat, then good. And if you can't chuck us a couple of quid, chuck it a share on social media so that more people might actually look at it and go, actually, what is that? Perfect, yeah. The uh, donate address is the squareball.net slash Gary Speed, by the way. Yeah. It, will, it will take to the to the donations. Yeah. And uh, as, we, as we are in a Leeds United uh, podcast studio, how are we going to stay up just to finish up? Bear in mind, this this might well come out after <laughs> our fate has been decided, we, uh, so choose carefully. The Everton game has just kicked off, I think, as, as right, we record okay. this. Uh, I should know better because I'm a Leeds fan and I've been a Leeds fan for 30 years. I've got a feeling, I think. Tell us heart, heart and head then. Give us heart and head. Stay up. Both. <laughs> I, don't, I can't see Burnley probably, getting a point. We're properly stitching you up. Here. I can't see Burnley getting a point. Within an, within an hour, this could look yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it could look like a right twat. <laughs> a, a bigger twat than, your, than usual anyway. Andrew, thanks a million for coming. It's been brilliant. My pleasure. Thanks for having us in. And thanks for everything that you're doing for us, guys. It means the absolute world to us um, to have support from so many people across the country, but obviously organisations like the Square Ball that, you know, I'm a Leeds fan. I, I said to you guys... Today, my, my square ball dropped through the door today and then I'm here talking to you. And it's just great to see th- this conversation being normalised in so many different areas. So thank you for that. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.